And so. he took he took a guy that he had never met, mm. and I walk in his door and I said, "So I've already signed up for my level one. I want to be a coach. Eventually, I want to own a gym." And he's like, "Whoa, uh, <laughs> pump the brakes, bro. Like, we got to make what, sure you know what the hell you're doing." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I walked into his gym and started training. I think late 2009, early 2010. Um, and then, yeah, I took my level one in, I believe it was May of 2010. So how do you go from um, taking a level one to, to owning the gym? Because that's a, that's, because again, I want to, I think for Mark and I, this, this whole process for us has been a lot of luck and happen chance and serendipity, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call yeah. it. Uh, but it sounds like you had a, a a game plan in mind from the get-go sort of sort of I mean yeah. an outline I yeah. mean I was I was I was a graphic designer and Mark was working at Fidelity and here we are yeah you know it, this was not on the path originally mm-hmm. but it's something that we we fell in love with along the way and it sounds like you were a little bit different you at least had a general outline like these are the steps I want to take I don't know what it looks like in between so how do you go from just all right I'm a level one to yeah. hey now I own <laughs> this gym that this other guy started well it's I had a job, yeah, and a sure. job that I I loved and I still love it, and so I was at zero intention on ever leaving that job. But any any fireman will tell you that they're always kind of looking for some side hustle. Sure, like sure. they're always looking for. You work really hard, but then you also got a lot of downtime. Yeah, just the schedule, the way it works yeah. out. You've got a you've got a lot of full days off. Yeah, and so I thought, well, I'll start my own business. Mm-hmm. That way, I can make my own schedule. I work when I want to. This was all ignorance. Now, now. It's still easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so I thought, you know, all firemen either on a lawn cutting business or car detailing or sure. something. And so I just kind of, I had my eye out for it. And I thought I, I enjoyed this working out thing and I was enjoying CrossFit. So I said, what the hell? I'll, I'll, I'll start out coaching and then mm-hmm. on my own gym yeah. good morning everyone this is Jared Bass with Mark McCain and you are listening to Triumph Every Day we talk about the journeys that shaped the lives of our guests and how it brought them to where they are today and today we have uh like I said before, one of the OGs of CrossFit in the area. Justin Campbell, he owns CrossFit on the River. Uh, they are over, what is it actually that part of town called? Cleves. It is Cleves, yeah. okay. It's all the west side. West side. It is all it's the all the west, west side. side. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm from Coleraine. I used to play down in Miami Wetwater Fields all the time, so we head out that way quite a bit. Yeah, it's just so. down the street from those yeah. parks there. Yeah. So... Uh, speaking of being OG, where and when did you start back in the day with CrossFit? Because like Mark's just said before we hopped on here, so this is location number three for you. Yeah. So where did it all start? Um, I started doing CrossFit. Uh, it actually started with a phone call from my brother. Mm. And it was right around 2007, 2008. Yeah. He called me. He lived in Union City. And CrossFit... One World. I don't even think it was CrossFit at the time, but it was, um, you heard of Freddie Camacho? Yeah. Uh-huh. China Cho. Yep. He lived about a block from their gym. Wow. And so he he was doing jujitsu yeah. there. He called me and he's like, have you ever heard of CrossFit? Mm-hmm. I said, nope, never never heard of it. Don't know what it is. He's like, well, get, get online. Mm-hmm. I want you to Google uh, Nasty Girls. Mm. All right, I'm listening. Like, I'm gonna find you Google nasty girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one step ahead of you. Yeah. And uh, so it was that the video of those them mm-hmm. doing their workout. Yeah, Annie Sakamoto and Nicole Carroll. And, mm-hmm. Yep. And so he kind of walked me through the website. He said they've got this website. It's totally free. Wow. They do all these. You, they post a workout a day, and. Um, He's like, they, they, they have this list on there. The original website yep. had a list of all the people in the world that did CrossFit that had a muscle up. Wow. So you could click on there. Wow. I actually didn't know that. That's, yeah. That's there was, I mean, this was That website like was bad. terrible, by the way. It was so <laughs> it bad. It pretty beta for a long yeah, time. Yeah, it was bad. 
but they there was a list and you can get on there and see all the people and there I, I remember because it was like one page yeah wow. it was like oh, yeah i gotta muscle up so that, that was always like the gold standard yep yeah. that was it until so that's i mean that's how far back yeah that yeah so i got on there started checking it out and i thought it was stupid i thought sure like there's no way you can do 18 back squats six sets of three like we did today mm -hmm. and that'd be your whole workout. workout yeah yeah because i i come from mm -hmm. the marine corps where sure. if you don't pt for an hour and a half you ain't you're, doing, you're, you're not pting yeah were you serving at the time no no, no no okay i got out in 2003 so that's okay and, um so yeah we so i started kind of look on the website sure and and then um I had, I had surgery on my knee in 2008 mm. and the doctor basically woke me up and said, you're, you're, you can't ever run again. Don't ever like that's, that's out of your, how your, old were you? I was 20, 29, 29. And he said, you, you yeah. can never run he said, again. You're done. What you're the, done running. And you're kind of like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I knew how to do. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Cause I, I mean, it was mm. the, the Marine Corps. You, you ran, that you was what you did. Yeah. That was it. And mm. so. Um, so I took up swimming and the only, only place close to my house that had swimming was the Mercy Healthplex. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So started going to the Healthplex, they had a halfway decent pool, but it's basically, it's a cardiac rehab facility. Mm. And so it's all old folks. Yeah. Sure. I mean, the, like I was the, the youngest person there by about 20 years, me and, me and another firefighter friend of mine. So we, we just started kind of trying these workouts just dipping our toe in the water doing you know 100 burpee pull-ups or Jane 10 or yeah 10 by 500 on the rower yeah not we didn't have a clue what we were doing but but it was fun yeah we started to kind of pick up no one did in 2007 you know if, if everyone's yeah, being honest yeah that's very you know? true I, I i remember uh looking at that that main site and there being those days of like Three, 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 push jerk. And I'm like, all right, what else? Go back a day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're just fine. Yeah. Like, I haven't done that that's, one. That's exactly what we did. We'd cherry pick. Sure. Couldn't find anything. Oh, let's do 100 bur burpee pull-ups. Yep. Or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, we were doing, I remember we, we would do these workouts. I think it's Eva with the running and box jumps and wall balls. Kelly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five rounds of, yep. yep. It's got Karen inside of it. Yeah. Yep. So we 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 would hop on the treadmill. Sure. This was you'd hop on the treadmill. But you didn't want these old folks jumping on the treadmill. Oh yeah. So you, and you didn't want to start it up every round. So you'd crank it to the speed you wanted, and then you drape jump ropes over the handles. Oh nice. <laughs> nice. You just hop off, run to the Reserved. other room. Yeah. Do the box jumps, do the wall balls, do whatever. Come running back. Take. You get a lot of dirty looks, but sure. That's, I mean, that's how we did it for... So that's like, you said, like 2008, 2009. Or, no, yeah, well, you it, said it's, probably 2008-ish then, because you started your gym 2009? Like well, the gym was started in 2009. Okay. Um, by Sean. Sean. And that was in, um, that was in Indiana, correct? Yeah, in okay. Lawrenceburg. Kind of in between Lawrenceburg and Aurora. But they, so 2008 was really when we started really doing it cherry picking kind of just yeah. dabbling in it how yeah. was uh sorry to jump in um how was your knee feeling during that process of like hey the doctor says don't run ever again and you're like yeah. okay i'll start swimming and then all of a sudden you you know again i don't know what the timing's off there but mm -hmm. you find crossfit and you start as you're saying cherry picking the workouts what's the knee doing is it feeling better or are you running or yeah it it, it was a year from the time that he told me that until I ran 100 okay. feet. Oh, okay, wow. And then... Um, what did you do to it, if you don't mind? I, I tore it in high school. Tore it, okay. And had a hurt surgery okay. then, and then just a follow-up surgery okay. 10 years after Got that. But the I didn't run for over a year. Oh, wow. But then I started doing this stuff, and I felt stronger. I mean, it was... I went from swimming, mm -hmm. that was it, to actually you know, doing what I thought was a squat, mm -hmm. doing what I thought was <laughs> what they were programming. And then, so yeah. I started running a little bit and it, mm -hmm. it actually, I was like, this, this isn't bad. It feels, yeah. it feels pretty good. Um, and so, so yeah, we kind of dabbled in it for 2008 and then 
2009, I started really looking into it, and I, I discovered that, like, you could be a coach. You could, yeah. you could yeah. make a little money on the side and coach CrossFit. Are you a firefighter at the time? Yeah, I, I got hired in 2004. Wow, yeah. So, um, so you have your full-time job. I want to get into that a little bit later for sure. So then you, you eventually end up becoming a coach at, was it, on, was it always on the river? Yeah. It was always on yeah. the river. Real, real quick on that, I remember starting CrossFit and living on Milton Street and over the Rhine and finding OTR <laughs> and like, yes! <laughs> and then Sorry. it was like, not OTR. <laughs> yep. Not OTR. That was, that name, it, it literally was, the website used to be CrossFit OTR. Yeah. And that name was started by somebody who had no idea what OTR was. Right, yeah. right. Well, if you're from, if you're in Lawrenceburg area, it has yeah. nothing to do with yep. where you're at. In his defense, he was, he was on the river, Yeah. but yeah, he didn't know that OTR was like a... Uh, shoot, I want to hold on to that name. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Hold on to that one in your back pocket. So uh, how long before, so you kind of get into it, do you start going to the gym, the CrossFit OTR, and then end up becoming a coach? I had signed up for my level one um, before I'd ever set foot in a CrossFit gym. Mm. I'd been doing CrossFit, at my version of CrossFit sure. at the healthplex and then sign up for the level one I said mm, maybe I should should get certified or I should get some training before I go to this because my level one was in May of 2010 so I started late was that Rogue or no it was Maximus Maximus in okay, Lexington cool. yeah um, so late 2009 I got on started looking for gyms and uh, really the only gyms in the game at that time were OTR, mm-hmm. um, Cincinnati Strength. Yep. I don't it think was it was Cross, Cincinnati Strength at the time. It was, it was CrossFit time. Nasty at the time, yeah. I think. CrossFit Nasty. And then, and then Cincinnati uh, CrossFit. Yeah, Rainer's yeah. Gym. Rangers. I think yeah. that was it. So I don't know if NKY was started then. Yeah, yeah, they were around. They were around, yeah. Yep. But I mean, you're, you're talking about four gyms. In the city. In, in like in a 20 mile radius. Yeah. So just goes to show how far everything has come. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so you uh, sign up and then you decide like, hey, and, and again, to, to, your, to your credit, thinking like, wow, I should probably get some actual training before I just go dive into this head yeah, first. Yeah, I felt like, I, I, in the back of my mind, I always knew we were just kind of making it up as we went along. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I thought, man, I, you know, I, I better, better get somebody to show me what I'm doing or at least tell me I'm not doing it right or I'm doing right. it right or whatever. What was that experience like going to the L1 and maybe getting the eyes open to doing the movements and oh, yeah, it was beat huge. up with the PVC pipe? But I, to, to Sean's credit, and he was, he opened, he got his um, affiliation in 2009 for OTR. Yeah. And I mean, in the six or eight months before I went to the level one, like he prepared me very well. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was... I, I've always, you know, I've I've been out to, I haven't been to their new their new gyms, uh, pretty unbelievable. Mm-hmm. If you've seen yeah. photos, but I mean, their their old gym. I've done a couple competitions there, and everything's just well run. You can tell the place is clean. Mm-hmm. You can tell he's serious about what he yeah. does. Yeah. You know, I I know Sean just a little bit. I've met him a couple times, had some conversations with him. Always very professional, and seems like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, you know, certainly. Which, um, you, you can't you can't be in the game since 2009 you're not know what you're doing right. but um, but definitely has got his uh, his eyes set in the right direction I think for sure and so. he took he took a guy that he had never met mm. and I walk in his door and I said so I've already signed up for my level one I want to be a coach eventually I want to own a gym and he's like whoa uh, <laughs> pump the brakes bro we got to make sure what, you even know name? what the hell you're yeah. <laughs> so yeah I walked into his gym and Started training, I think in late 2009, early 2010. Um, and then, yeah, I took my level one and I believe it was May of 2010. So how do you go from um, taking a level one to, to owning the gym? Because that's a, that's, because again, I want to, I think for Mark and I, this, this whole process for us has been a lot of luck and happen chance and serendipity, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call yeah. it. Uh, but it sounds like you had a, a, a game plan in mind from the get-go. Sort of. Sort of. I mean, yeah. an outline. 
I mean, I was, I was, I was a graphic designer and Mark was working at Fidelity and here we are. Yeah. You know, this was not on the path originally, Mm -hmm. but it's something that we, we fell in love with along the way. And it sounds like you were a little bit different. You at least had a general outline. Like these are the steps I want to take. I don't know what it looks like in between. So how do you go from just, all right, I got my level one to, Hey, now I own (laughs) this gym that this other guy started. Well, it's, I had a job yeah, and a sure. job that I, I loved and I still love it. And so I was at zero intention on ever leaving that job. But any, any fireman will tell you that they're always kind of looking for some side hustle. Sure. Like sure. they're always looking for, you work really hard, but then you also got a lot of downtime. Yeah. Just the schedule, the way it works yeah. out. You've got a, you've got a lot of full days off. Yeah. And so I thought, well, I'll start my own business. Mm-hmm. That way I can make my own schedule. I work when I want to. This was all ignorance. Now, now. It's still easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so I thought, you know, all firemen either on a lawn cutting business or car detailing or sure. something. And so I just kind of, I had my eye out for it. And I thought I, I enjoyed this working out thing and I was enjoying CrossFit. So I said, what the hell? I'll, I'll, I'll start out coaching and then mm-hmm. I'll own my own gym. Yeah. It's, it's super simple. Yeah. It's super simple. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. So did, it did, uh, Sean end up moving to Bloomington and you just mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, he, again, to his you know, credit or fault or whatever, he, he bumped up that timeline. Okay. So I, I had talked to him. I just mentioned to him that I was eventually interested maybe a year or two down the road having my own gym and I got certified and I don't even think the, the ink was dry on my certification and he called me and he said hey we're moving back to Bloomington we're gonna open our own gym oh. there <laughs> do you want to buy OTR and I was like uh, yeah I, I guess I, so he's <laughs> this is what you call trial by fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm gonna contact Sean by the way we're gonna have it yeah I have a, him on the podcast yeah. I think and yeah be great yeah so he, and I, at that, at the, the time of that conversation, I hadn't coached a single class Whew. in my life. Wow. And so he called me up and we basically had kind of a gentleman's agreement that I would buy it. And so I started teaching some of the um, on-ramp classes with them and then teaching some of the regular classes mm-hmm. alongside him and Jenna. And then I started kind of picking up more classes and then eventually I think it was around September they they pieced out yeah. to that was when as soon as my business loan came through to, to, to buy the gym and equipment um, he left They're and gone. I took over actually there was there was like a downtime when I didn't have any money yeah they had gone mm. and they left me with a rig some flooring kettlebells and a handful of wall balls and I, that was about three weeks. That was all I had to program. Oh, wow. with. No rowers, no bars, no. Again, anything. trial by fire. <laughs> I mean, but again, you know, uh, there's those limitations can be good in a sense. You know, I think Mark and I have had these conversations about how had we opened up a gym in 2000, you know, 11 something like that where it's just like you could just open a door and just like flooding of yeah, people coming yeah, in like right. it would it would almost be detrimental because you, you just had that immediate success mm-hmm. and I'm not you know talking badly about anyone who did that I, I think a lot of it's just great timing but um, I don't think we would be where we are today you know um, if we if we were in that same boat you know it's the yeah. same thing if you just got handed a if Sean was just like hey man just pay me back whenever you know it would yeah. probably be a different story for right. you in the long run I think there's something to be said about having to have those couple of weeks where you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, there, I, I would rather have gone through yeah. all of that yeah. just to kind of keep my perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Where was, uh, so was location number, where was the first one at? The, the ex- it was in the back of a lighter yeah. factory. That right, that's really, the one that, that really Alex cool. and I went to a couple of times. Yeah. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That with the huge army net and you yeah. had the flag and Huge flag. so oh, i still it? have that yeah, yeah he does awesome. that thing's awesome um that place we had one solid wall uh-huh. and then the cami netting was yep. one wall the flag was another wall and there was no fourth wall uh-huh. yep and it was just 
That was their loading dock. Yeah. So we'd what be did in the they middle. They, they they made they still do they made lighters uh-huh. like the you know the Bunsen burner lighters uh-huh. like they're the last American made uh-huh. Bunsen burners cool. and Surelight lighters crazy. and they would load up. They're, they'd have their forklifts running, yeah. and those things run on, I think it's propane. Yeah, yeah. So you're in the middle of class, the forklifts are loading up. I remember, <laughs> I'm going to digress for a minute. So whenever we kind of, you know, this is about the time where, you know, we found um, kind of CrossFit. And I remember that one of the first workouts I did at your facility over there at OTR, and uh, it was like a partner, just Saturday kind of style workout. And I just remember just... And again, whenever you first start with CrossFit, every workout's very humbling kind of experience. But I remember it was like with a 45-pound weight uh, <laughs> carry or something like that. And I remember like just, and it was like you had to finish the workout with a run. And I just remember coming through the door, and I had this thing like both hands, and the weight's like kind of on my neck, and I'm just like crouched over, can't breathe. And I get through, and I like drop the weight and I'm all like dramatic and sprawling on the ground and whatnot and I don't know if it was you or someone said like you're not done you gotta like keep going I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I thought life was just like over um, but yeah I just I just remember every time we would come over there having a really even though like I said that was that was that was a painful workout but always just a really good experience and I think it was important um, to find gyms like yours early on to see like wow this is really like just a cool space like I said it's not I may be ideal for a gym, but you made it work. No, yeah. And mm. your community was always like just really welcoming. And I, I really felt like I got value every time that mm. I would go into that space. And whether it was just from you coaching or even just some of the stuff you were doing in the warm ups, where, you know, and again, it's, it's, it's like not anything against where we were at at the time, but at that, at those early moments, you're having these impressions. And I feel like this is hopefully where CrossFit in general is growing, that the initial impressions people are coming across with it are mm-hmm. positive. Right. You know, cause it's, to me, whenever I first started, I was like, oh, this is like just cardio mm-hmm. all, all the time. I didn't know that it could be a strength program. Right. I didn't know that like, oh, we can do these intricate warmups that really address mobility issues. And I didn't know that I could receive a lot of good coaching within an hour. So, yeah, I think I think it was um, very. Uh, you made a very positive impression on me um, from early on. So I couldn't I couldn't tell that you were only a year or whatever into maybe owning a gym or you know whenever we met you guys at the time. But yeah. I do. I'll never forget that workout. Like finishing it with the weight, I just like <laughs> collapsed and like the weight probably like went rolling and hit a forklift or something. It was it was devastating. So uh, uh, you end up moving out of that location and then uh moving into the kind of storefront almost mm-hmm. that's a completely different yep. venue yep right complete opposite um how long you i know you had some some issues there some pluses some minuses yeah you go into that a little bit we moved so our, the lease was up and i knew because basically where we were um i kind of had this expectation where i was in lawrenceburg i had this expectation it was new new business owner i thought all I have to do is be an be a gym owner, and people will come find me. Yeah, and we had some shitty sign out by the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And come to my lighter factory yeah, and work out. Fall over <laughs> the slightest breeze, yeah. and you thought, well, you just you were kind of baffled by why it wasn't working. Right. I mean, we had honestly ten clients, ten twelve clients for the whole year. Yeah, and so just bleeding money, and then you're like, well. Uh, I'm gonna give this one more shot, right. and that that was. I was either gonna get out of the business completely because it was like that whole year. Just I was like, uh, maybe this is this was the wrong idea. Right. Um, and so I started looking for a new place, and I was even looking downtown Cincinnati. Sure. And um, some of my clients at the time came up to me and they just basically sat me down and asked me to give it one more crack and so where you're, wow. from where you're at kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah mm. so we just happenstance found a, a place in um Cleves, which is just across the border in ohio and uh it's the old it was the old uh Pizanka red wing shoe yep storefront they they subdivided it for me 
the price was okay. It was a lot more than what we were paying, but and it was like this. But you got traffic coming through. Yeah, and, got and I had the mindset like it's this or nothing. Like this, mm. this is either gonna work or it's gonna bury me. Sure. So moved in first month, no new signups. Second month, no new signups. Mm. Thought if you would have looked at all my Google searches right around then, it was you know how to file for bankruptcy, yeah, how to close oh, a wow. business, wow. and then. Out of the blue, like I think it was December of 2011, mm. on ramp sold out. Like no idea what was happening. Uh, I just look on the website and our on ramp completely sold out. Um, and it, it was all word of mouth. It wait, was what? Uh, what? Just out of curiosity, what month did you move? I remember we, being at the grand opening. I remember was, going out there. I want to say October, yeah. September, October. So, and and when you say that. I'd be willing to bet is because it's the time of year, just from what we've gone through, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, for whatever reason, December seems to be a popular month. Yeah. Everyone says January, but it, yeah. like December was historically like a good month, and I don't yeah. know, I don't really know why, just for CrossFit, but. Yeah, this, this was all word of mouth. This was yeah. like one or two clients that finally dragged their friends in. Mm-hmm. I think they basically said. And it's a waterfall, man. Hey, check this place out, it has air conditioning. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. there you go. Because our other place didn't. Yeah. And it was miserable. But they brought them in there, um, sold that out. And then for the next 13 months, we sold out every on ramp. Wow. Yeah. And it, I mean, to the point where I had to start announcing we're going to have, on, we're going to open registration in 24 hours because it would sell out in wow. a matter of hours. That's awesome. And I had no explanation for it. So we went from, a nosedive to kind of yeah. like really crap, fast we're, growth. We're, we're, we're full and now now what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. And, and we were in a very small place at the time. And you had some issues with the neighbors and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Well, when you're in a retail spot, one neighbor is a insurance. No, they did loans, and another is a Chinese food restaurant. Mm-hmm. And you're doing wall balls. You got yeah. people running the parking lot. Yep. Like the it, it was an everyday thing. There was complaints every day. Um, so like you guys were saying, we, we had our growing pains with our landlord there. Um, but we stayed there for, we moved, they subdivided a very large space and we took the small space for the better part of a year and then we moved into the bigger space, space, um, after a little while and we stayed there for a little while. Yep. And then moved down the road again Mm -hmm. to, uh, we got evicted. Oh, you got evicted. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. From yeah. The, eventually the complaints just got too yeah, much. Yeah, we, we, I had originally asked to get out of the lease because we were kind of looking at some other places and then um, they essentially turned me down. So they said, you can't, that's like when you're like, like you can't fire me, I quit. Yeah. So they didn't, he didn't want, he didn't want me to leave. And so... Um, we just kind of kept business as usual because yeah. we knew they weren't happy with us. Sure. Um, we weren't going to like do anything additional to be vindictive or anything like that, but we just kind of kept doing our thing. Right. Eventually, I got a phone call, and he said, you got to get out. Like they, the people that had taken over the small space that we originally were in, they lawyered up and oh, booted us. Know. And so we were kind of like you guys were. We were scrambling to find a place Mm-hmm. And the the nice place about where we were, compared to Lawrenceburg, where we were in Lawrenceburg, there was a lot of people within five minutes, ten minutes of the gym. There was a, a, a large number of people. Sure. But outside of that, there wasn't, it was 30 minutes for anybody right. else out. So you had to capitalize in that community. And if you didn't, you were screwed. Mm-hmm. So where we moved was, there wasn't a lot of people within five minutes of the gym, mm-hmm. but there's some larger communities within 15 minutes. Yeah. You've got right. the whole west side, you've got Harrison, you've got Lawrenceburg, Aurora, yep. some of Kentucky. So you're pulling from a bigger area, mm-hmm. but you're so that's 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 interesting when you say that cuz so, you know, last week we talked to Alexander Brewing Company and you talked to anybody who's small and they're starting out and they're they're trying to find a seat in this community. Um, and whenever you have to move, you're essentially even if you're moving, I mean, we moved one exit down, essentially, but mm-hmm. you're uprooting a little bit in that community yeah. and reestablishing in another one. 
but you know what we found is in what it sounds like is especially when you had this little growth period is people want to belong to something mm-hmm. they want something to call their own that's right. why these these little craft brewery places mm-hmm. why crossfit gyms is why you know artisan delis make it right, yeah. is because people can go there and say hey this is my gym this is my gym this is my bar, bar. they're, they're this shareholders is, yeah they're, yeah they're they're without without yeah without them knowing it yeah exactly they're investing because they want you in their community as long as you're doing the right thing mm-hmm. you know they're going to continue to want that so what's it is it river's edge mm-hmm. river's yeah. edge I would say Rivers Breeze, but that's the apartment complex. So. <laughs> uh, but Rivers Edge, so and that that place was an MMA gym. Correct. Yep. Uh, prior to that, because I used I've played soccer at Rivers Edge before, mm-hmm. and um, I remember there being an MMA place there. But so how did you? Did you just kind of stumble upon it? They were just they always had a lease sign up of uh, out front, and our original conversation with the place when we were with the with my landlord. Um, and in our second location, and we were always looking. And so I'd stopped in there once, and the, the lady was kind enough to show me around. Rocky Boyman had his mm-hmm. um, football camp yep. there, and then they had that MMA place. So I looked around, and it, there was nothing available looking at it. Yeah. But she kept saying, this space is available. Like, yeah. wink and a nod, yeah. this space is available. I didn't ask any background on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I thought, ah, I, don't, I don't think this is going to work for us. Hmm. And then uh, I called them back after a year. And she picked up and she goes, hey, is this Justin? I mean, <laughs> oh, <geez>. remember <laughs> my name. I was like, oh, wow, you guys are creepy. really yeah. looking for. So I'll Save that guy's number. Yeah. That one, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> so we we'd said, yeah, we're, we're interested. We're losing our, our um, lease where we're at. We're, we're interested in moving in. Um, she's like, just let me know when. And yeah, they, it's, they booted the, the MMA plate, uh, people, or they agreed to. For those of you guys who haven't seen it, I would 100% check it out on on Facebook or Google where, you know, photos of the inside. It's a super interesting spot. And one of the cool things that I'm super envious of is just when they're not in use, you guys get access to the field, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that just adds a, a whole different dynamic. Like, what's yeah. it called outside? Still running, yeah. We still, we <laughs> still awesome. run. That's you got sled pushes and mm-hmm. stuff like that on yep. the uh, the turf, and yep. um, it just adds a completely yeah, a different. Yeah, more than uh, what would you have like a pull up rig and a couple wall balls and kettlebells. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went from that to yeah, the place great. is seventy something thousand square feet. Yeah. Jeez, so and it just adds for a completely different dynamic. I know you guys have been able to do some really cool stuff with the your grenade games that you do out yep. there mm-hmm. just because you have access to this field and it's in it's in con- it's contained it's like all right it's raining on competition day doesn't matter too bad you know we're You're still doing it yeah <laughs> so um but I, i've i've like i said i've always uh, just felt welcome you know i i moved back home for a couple months in between waiting for a house and this mm-hmm. and that and you welcomed me in you know your doors and it was always just our communities i feel like are very similar Right. It's like you walk in, they're like, "Hi, I'm so and so," you know, and it's yeah. and that is something that you can't fake, mm. you know. That's something yeah. that you've built over the years, and you know those people sitting you down, saying, "Hey, Justin, give it one more shot." Yeah. They're probably the same people that are recruiting their friends, yep. and they're equally as nice. Mm-hmm. And you just cannot fake that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah, it's just uh, it's been it's been pretty cool to to watch the the progression of it over the years. Um, I do want to. Because it's a cool story, I want to tell you. Have you tell the story about getting that flag? Because uh, if you guys haven't seen this flag, <laughs> uh, just think of the biggest flag you've ever seen. Yeah, it's 20, I mean, 20 feet by 10. 30 feet. 20 feet by 30 feet, mm-hmm. and that wasn't like, hey, I just went down the store and picked it up, no. right? Like you had to, you searched that thing out. I had seen, I'd seen somebody's video where they had a giant flag. I thought, man, if you're gonna be obnoxious about something, it might as well be. An obnoxiously, obnoxiously large American flag. So oh, yeah. I got on Craigslist, did a bunch of searching, couldn't really find anything. Um, after about, I think it was about two years or maybe a year of looking, I found a guy in Colorado that had um, a picture of his house covered with this flag. <laughs> so he's got a smaller house, but he draped the flag over top of his house. 
And um, I thought, all right, uh, somehow <laughs> I want that flag. And it was like 200 bucks. Wow. wow. So I talked to a guy at the firehouse, and he goes, oh, I know a guy that lives out there, and he's flying right. back to Cincinnati Perfect. in the next month or so. So I sent him a check. He went to this place, and he was like, he, he called my buddy, and he's like, are you serious, this thing? What the hell are you going to do with this? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I have a plan. So he, he, had to take, he had to take an extra um, uh, suitcase, <laughs> and it was just the flag. Well, it's a 40-pound flag. Oh my so gosh. he had to t- pay the fees for the extra suitcase and flew it back, and we hung it up in the at the gym i had yeah. i had a plan like I didn't, I didn't want to damage it so i had this whole plan like how i was going to hang it and mm. whoever owned it before me had like just punched a bunch of cords through the through the edge of it mm. and i was like man that's not no that's not what you're supposed to do no at least so we just clamped it to the beams up top and rivet or something like that put the uh, the eyelets in them yeah. yeah that would be a challenge yeah that's a really cool story so what um so you have been a firefighter since 2004 mm-hmm. what What's that dynamic like? So, you, you know, you said naively, it's like, oh, I'll just, I'll make my own hours and I'll right. do what I want. What's that dynamic like being a full-time firefighter and owning a gym? Um, because this is all we do and I'm exhausted, yeah. like <laughs> constantly, yeah. you know? So I can't imagine what it's like trying to do both. Um, they both have an effect on each other. There's days where like, I'll, I'll like today, I got off work this morning. Mm. I've slept for about four hours. But then if I'm coaching today, I just got to kind of bulldog through it and go in and coach classes. And so there's there's a little bit of an effect on, on each other. And so the the department, I'm, I'm sure I would have studied or at least tried to study and tried to promote before this, but I just didn't have much time. So there's been an effect um, on on both ends of it. Uh, but it also kind of gives me good perspective because when on days where I'm at the gym, you kind of you kind of forget people show up, and then that's the time that you see them, and you're kind of expecting them to be on and doing their thing, and you you almost think that um, that you're the the most important part of their day. Mm-hmm. But then you go to work, come back in, and you're tired, and you're like, you know what, that this is. There's so many other things out there, and it kind of keeps keeps me grounded in that sense where I can see, like I'm reminded every third day of what it feels like to go into work, be tired, right. and then try and still try and come in and get a workout in. I cannot underline that anymore. That exact statement, you know, that is. Um, and again, we've evolved as trainers, and I've. I've more evolved, I think, as a person because of the people here. Right. Because they they really do show you what's actually important in life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like starting out in CrossFit, and you're like, well, this is this is my identity. Yeah. And you kind of oh, yeah. you kind of go into this like exactly what you said, this world of like, well, I'm the most important thing here, and it's like I I, I literally cringe at the things I've done as a trainer. Mm-hmm. You know, in the way I've I've probably treated people along the way, and it's like it's like. This is this is the opposite. Yeah, yeah. We we are. They're the most important part of our day. Thank you. Exactly. Like I can't. I can't. You know. Again, put an exclamation point behind that enough because it it is a hundred percent customer service based. Mm -hmm. We are more about customer service than we are about fitness. And I'll say that the fitness is important, but people have to want to be here because we call it you know sanctuary, Mm -hmm. right? And we don't know what's going on in people's life. You know, uh, it's it's eleven thirty five right now. Class ended an hour ago. There's probably six, there's you can hear them. Six yeah. people downstairs still talking. I right. want yeah. people to want to hang that's out. Very here. cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that you said perspective because I think that's ultimately what life's about. And you know, um, you having that perspective every third mm-hmm. day to potentially deal with people that might be having the worst day right. of their life mm-hmm. is. Uh, I think it's you know, and again, obviously, I don't I don't know. Uh, but it's, it might even be like an ace in the hole sometimes whenever you're like, oh, you think, you know, like you think, oh, I only got four hours sleep or whatever. Like, oh, I'm having a bad day. It's like, no, I just watched, you know, something, um, you know, if you're on the squad and whatnot, mm-hmm. like you're dealing with people having a heart attack or whatever. 
um, or, or death. The house burned down. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I mean, a big one. Sure. Um, but anyway, you know, because we have firefighters, um, policemen, and women um, at the at you know at the gym, and we have people from all walks of life. And honestly, we have it pretty good, you know, yeah. from a gym owner perspective. With you know, we have to yeah, we have to deal with the occasional complaint mm-hmm. and you know, stand in the heat all day. But what what I but what, yeah, well, all I'm trying to say, man, is just like that perspective yeah. of, of being able to you know, have, have a boss, you know, be mm-hmm. able to report to someone else. Yeah. And, you know, you're not always your own boss and work for someone else and do your time and deal with, um, some, some things that, um, the job requires that mm-hmm. aren't always fun. I think that really refrain, you know, it allows you to put yourself in your customer's shoes, which in turn allows you to really, um, provide even a better product. Yeah. You know? I mean, doing what we do on the fire department, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that do it. Mm. And I get frustrated. There are times when firemen, policemen, guys in the military kind of come back with this attitude. Like, you, you don't know how bad it is. You don't, mm. you, you have nothing. And, and the whole point of our job is to keep people from knowing how bad that is. Mm. And so, yeah, the, the worst part of somebody's day might be that it's really hot in the gym. Yeah. And they might complain about it. Yeah. And, I mean, that's where I, that I've tried to kind of yeah. find that balance. Sometimes it doesn't work, sometimes it does, but sometimes I'm like, in my head, I'm screaming, you don't know how bad it could be, but also I've got another voice saying, you know what, it, it is hot in here. It yeah. does suck in here. And yeah. I don't, I There's shouldn't There's a level of empathy you, you have to express. Push and pull. You know, you have to be able to be relatable. Um, I think that's, that's hugely key because again, you, especially from the f- fitness perspective of things, it's like, We've been we've all been doing this long enough to where it's like if we just all went downstairs and say all right do a muscle up all right we can do a muscle right. up you know do a handstand mm-hmm. all right do a handstand and you know it's on so many different levels sometimes it's tough to relate to a person who just physically can't do something right but again trying to meet people where they're at mm-hmm. whether it's fitness whether it's in life whether it's just showing some empathy for them for the day you know it's like I think just a perfect example is people showing up late to class. Um, you know, it's like, for example, when you got held up at the firehouse today, right. you know, it's like, it's like just, the hell weren't you here on time? And it's like, well, I saved three lives today, you know, <laughs> yeah. or not necessarily the case, but we're but, right. but, but, but I mean, I mean, you know, it's like we had a, we had a lady come in the other day, just wouldn't even, not a scratch on her. And she's like, this happened to me and just total the car. Yeah. I mean, you the know, whole front end was the whole front end smashed, steering wheel. Wow. you know, and it's it just, crazy. it's just one of those things like, you don't know it. It's like if she shows up late, because she's the type of person that would just still come to the gym. Mm-hmm. I took the tow truck here, you know. Yeah, but it's right. like, why are you five minutes late? Well, here's the photo of the car right. I just wrecked. So you have no idea what people are going through in that day. And it is, I think it comes with age. I really do. Um, I think as young trainers, it's really hard to have that perspective because you just don't have perspective on life. But as you go through life and you have things happen to you and you start to see like. Like, oh wow, it's really hard to take care of three kids. Yeah. You should Yeah. I totally get where you're coming from. You know? I think that's a lot of the job, you know, too. And you probably obviously, you know, again, I don't pretend to understand what you're dealing with on a day to day basis, um, being a firefighter and you know, EMT and whatnot. And uh we're reading a book right now, Seven Prince, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People by Stephen Covey, one of the uh, better business books and there's a little story they give in the book about this guy's on a train with two kids and they're being really disruptive and loud, and uh, the guy that's sitting beside him says, "Sir, your your kids are being um, a little disruptive. Like, are you going to do something? About yeah, it? Are you going to do something about it?" And he's like, "Yeah, I just I don't I don't know what to do. Um, we just got back from the hospital, and their mom died, and I don't think they're really taking it that well, and I'm not sure what to do." And it's being told from that perspective mm-hmm. of the guy that told him like hey do something about this and he's like in that moment i never felt smaller right you know because again it's always that seeking to understand so like you said there, there's definitely moments where you're like come on like this really yeah. isn't that bad guys come on it can be a heck of a lot worse we're not you know fighting a war or whatever the the case may be but in the same sense having the perspective of hey this might be a person that's been baby their whole life or this mm-hmm. might be as hard as it's ever got for them right so always seeking to understand not just like you know toughen up you know kind of deal so anyway it's just like i said perspective is always big um 
Yeah, man, I would love to hear, like Jared was saying, about how maybe the, the firefighter um, transfer from uh, you know 2004, not knowing CrossFit, to obviously um, you're, you know, you're, everyone's getting older as we go through life, and uh, how fitness has been um, allowed you to maybe do your job at a high level and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's it's a good CrossFit. I mean, it was originally designed for. Mm-hmm. Firefighters, police, military—that kind of that kind of thing—and um, I've been appreciative of it. I've never, um, I've never had a point in my career where I'm like, I'm just not not physically capable of doing mm-hmm. whatever we're tasked with doing. Um, <clears throat> it kind of, it kind of, you get a little jaded because you, the departments don't have a lot of fitness training. Mm. There's um, really, there's really, there's none. Yeah. Um, you you go through the academy. There's some fitness training there, and then you're just kind of cut loose. And um, so you work really hard to to bolster against whatever tasks you have to do or whatever. Um, and I'm not saying the only reason I do CrossFit is to be better at at doing my job, but it's a it's a side benefit. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, there's times where uh, you're working on a job and there's people who don't take it as seriously. And so, um, it's, it's, it's good in the sense that, you know, there's several, there's, there's more guys and girls on the department that take it more seriously than not. Um, and it, there's, it's, it's a good, it's a great way to, um, be good at your job. Your body becomes, uh, a tool in your toolbox versus, An obstacle, sure. Yeah. Liability. Yeah. Is there like one particular instance where you're like, I this is a clear transfer from what we do mm-hmm. inside a workout versus like this is very helpful in the gym. There's, I mean, it, there's a lot of kind of small times where you're like, you know what? Thank, thank God, I'm, I'm physically capable mm-hmm. of doing this this profession. Fighting fire is very physically taxing but there's a lot of firemen on the scene. And so mm-hmm. it's, you're never, you're never redlined ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are times when you are, you've got to carry somebody sure. who's sick or Dead, dying deadly. or yeah. whatever and moving them from a third floor down, switch back stairs, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like you'll get down there and I'll just, my core, is just wrecked yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm like I can't I don't know because I know I deadlift and I do all this other stuff right. I don't know how somebody else who doesn't practice that who doesn't hedge against I mean this person I was probably you know I'd probably be tasked with holding half their body weight so 150 pounds maybe right yeah mm-hmm. generally speaking if, if they're if they're very ill or dying you're not they're not like 100, tiny 190 yeah. pounds right 80 pounds and so you're you get done with that and you're like I'm wrecked like my mm-hmm. my my core's racked. I'm just destroyed. I I don't know how somebody who doesn't practice, kind of hedging against that, would even. Uh, and but then you see it. Yeah. They're injured. Yeah. There's right. the injury rate is pretty high, yeah. especially back injuries. I'll bet. Yep. Yeah, carrying things and moving things and mm-hmm. you know lugging hoses and yep. all sorts of stuff. I can't imagine. There's a huge number of guys that just get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And Do you, you find a lot of people ask for your advice knowing like hey this guy owns a gym hey man I, I noticed that um, we did this run or whatnot and I was not feeling my best version of myself or whatever sort of yeah firemen are all about free advice okay giving sure. it and taking it sure. and they <laughs> I know you're fitter than I am but I would say I do this yeah. <laughs> well they'll show up sure. you know like the first part of the day they want to know they want they want you to lay out an entire Sure. Diet plan, oh, an exercise regimen, uh-huh. and all this stuff, and you kind of go, well, "How much? How much time do you have?" Sure. Like, let's dial this back and start with, you know, do you even have a gym membership? Right. Right. Yeah. Or do you even, um, you know, are you still going to plan on drinking a six pack of Diet Coke today? Sure. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, they want a whole, they want a whole plan. Mark's got a good name for that. It's the. Uh Yosemite Sam's like, I'm going to yeah. change everything yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, they see you. They didn't have a plan to ask this stuff. Yeah. And you walk in and they're like, oh, hey, 
how do I get fit? And you're like, ooh, that's a really tough one yeah. to answer right now. It's like, how do I get a supermodel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, because I, I, I can imagine that's, um, and I get those questions from time to time, friends and family yeah, and stuff yeah. like that, and it's just such a complex answer. The, unfortunately, the answer is almost always it is it depends. Yeah. yeah. Like, like yeah. Well, again, it's, it's, it's understanding, like you said, hey, hey, client X, like, what do you, like, have you ever tracked your food for a week? Right. You know, and mm-hmm. oh, I see here in one week you consume 20 adult beverages, 20 <laughs> beers. All right. So last if we, yeah, if uh, we, yeah, we just got back from Jared's bachelor party. So nice. uh, 20, anyway, 20 on the sweating a little bit. <laughs> So, I, and, and you look, same things like that come up, but what's your regular, you know, nutrition look like? And let's start there. And people right. don't want to start there. They want to start with, teach me how to do a muscle up. Yeah. You know, and it's like, look, dude, you just need to even just cut that in half. Go from right. 20 beers to 10, you know, and Indeed. then hopefully it'll be in a good place. Small, tiny, I can't tell you changes. how many people start here that, that smoke. And it's just like, what do I need to do? Like, mm-hmm. stop smoking. Right. Start like, this is, this is not good for you. Like I, I can't. Well, guess what? You have you like you want to be healthy or not? So it's just I think it's answering some of those yeah. tough questions and getting to the root of it. And I, I would just imagine in that environment, especially whenever they see someone, you know, that's just a specimen like yourself. And, uh, <laughs> but but in all you're built. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in, in all honesty, like let's be honest, you're you're in a job that is physically demanding, and the majority of the country these days with technology is not mm-hmm. and we're you're probably seeing a lot of people come through your door at, at the gym that do sit at a desk for eight hours a yeah. day that have posture issues mm-hmm. that have low back issues without even lifting on a day-to-day basis so yeah I think to flip the script to um, some of your clientele and, and whatnot and what um, how do you view maybe the state of, of, of CrossFit just in general right now and, and where it's going and, and what you're seeing on a day-to-day basis I think um, I was, I was just fitness in general. Yeah, I, guess. I was mentioning this earlier. I think the the days of the hockey stick graph growth in yeah. CrossFit. I think those days are over. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the days of when you could open up a gym in the back of a lighter factory mm-hmm. and somehow, some way, you know, eight years down the road, right. still have th- your doors open. It's definitely peaked, and it's on on the, honestly on the decline now. Yeah, and in some in some regards, yeah. and, you, and you'll see a lot of gyms are diversifying their programming. Mm-hmm, sure. They're offering barbell club. Sure. They're offering boot camps. They're offering nutrition stuff on mm-hmm. like completely separate of what the normal tri- nutrition advice that they give. They're mm-hmm. offering yoga, all kinds of different stuff. Sure. So they're people are kind of they're see, they're seeing that. One side, one model should fit all, but not everybody fits into that model. Yep. And other people just don't like doing all like the, the crazy stuff. Some people just want to throw a barbell. Some people don't want to touch a barbell. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and you got to find what works best for you. And that's the that's the the upside and the downside to the the model of the business is it's not a franchise. You know, you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want, but at the same time, you can do whatever you yeah. want. You, you know, can, like you can make mistakes. mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's not there's not a laid out clear clear venue for it. I think kind of our approach is just like, generally speaking, people want options, Yeah. you know? And I think CrossFit originally was that option that provided options, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. you can do a short, mm-hmm. you can do a long, you can do a medium, you can do a heavy, you can do a light. And now they want almost specialized options because now that CrossFit is being more defined on a general, you know, like a worldly almost sense. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like again, 2007, you would ask someone like what's crossfit you know what crossfit is but hey, I don't no know. idea but now in 2018 people generally know um kind of what's going on so it, it's almost like why do people you know like move into a big city it's like oh there's a lot of things going on you know the small town all that all i have is a movie theater right like, people don't just want to go to the movies they want to you know diversify mm-hmm. so that's kind of been our story with you know um obviously our growth i think this year hasn't really honestly been much in the CrossFit area. It's been a lot of the barbell, a lot of, you know, we're adding yoga, we're doing nutrition type type of events. And, and you got Dupree starting yeah. back up at, at yeah. New, New Gym, right? He started a barbell club, yeah, and it's been very well received. Yeah, awesome. I think people just like to learn new skills. 
Yeah, that's, I think that's, that's really what it comes thing. down to. I mean, you got it is a you know you'll have we have a lot of people who are in it for the sport of it, mm-hmm. but then the other half of them are just there because they want to learn more about the Olympic lifts. Mm-hmm. You know, because it complements what they do in, right. in in their whiteboard classes. Um, that's the, that's an, I mean it's one thing that we or I try and impress on mm-hmm. people that come to the door is let's start thinking about CrossFit just being an accessory. Sure. Let's start thinking about the last sentence in the fitness in a hundred words, you know, regularly mm-hmm. learn and play new sports. Mm-hmm. Sure. Let's, you know, what's something that other than competitive exercising, what's right. something that you enjoy yeah. Yeah, that's, doing? We were talking about that the other day and it, how it's almost like the, the competition side of it is is imperative because that's how you get better, but it's also the detriment of I it think be, CrossFit yeah. mm-hmm. because there's a, there's a diminishing return. Yeah, you know, it gets to a certain point where you're like, rest. Yeah, you know, exactly. stretch, mm-hmm. move laterally once. Yeah, we don't do that. In CrossFit. <laughs> not, <laughs> like, not at all. Not at all. Not, not too much. <laughs> you know. Um, so uh, I want to round things out. I, one thing that. For a while, you were doing Cupid Undy Bunny. Still, are you still heading that out? Mm-mm. I haven't no? done that for five years. Okay, I, so, uh, I didn't know if you were still doing. I did it, it for four, and then this will be the fifth year that I haven't haven't done it. Done it. Um, how uh, I know you guys do the grenade games every year. Is that mm-hmm. still going to be your one big competition? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And and you kind of went the opposite route as most gyms. You waited like eight years before mm-hmm. you had your first competition, right? Yeah, it was. Um, I'd been in business for six years, and I had zero intention on doing competition. Yeah, yeah. Simply because I don't. You you kind of get in this mindset. You you spend a lot of time in CrossFit. You kind of get rooted in your ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go to a competition, and everything grinds your gears. You're like, yeah. oh, the judging, all oh, the movement, yeah. all the all the yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then you you, you kind of go well. I, if it can't be perfect, I don't want to do it. But then you've, you, you've got, I have people in my life that are like, you need to kind of dial back your attitude. Like you've got a, you've got a great facility, you've got a great community, let's show it off. Sure. And so I had some conversations with them, some people at the gym and they said exactly that. And it, mm-hmm. you, need to, you need to kind of pull your head out of your ass and, and host, it, host just something. And yeah. so... That all came out of, um, we had a, a lot of the, the, the Glock mm-hmm. games. Uh, and yeah, yeah, the Glamorous Ladies of CrossFit yeah, or something like that. Wonderfully named. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we had some women that went to do that, and these were some of my more experienced athletes who were strong, but they were missing one or two tools. And I, th- I thought, so how can I, how can I have a competition where those people can be the centerpiece sure. as right. opposed to well we'll let you tag along and do a scaled version of whatever we're doing yeah. and, and then on top of that how can I kind of clean up the things that I don't like about certain competitions mm-hmm. and a lot of times you know just being a, a CrossFit coach for so long you, you you start to hammer on the judging Yeah, and the worst tactic you can take is to blame the judges those yep. people are volunteers right yep. they literally shouldn't expect anything other other than to keep count right and yep. so we try to develop a competition that that's all you need to do either yeah. either the tire gets flipped or it doesn't there's right, no sure. like range of motion for that mm-hmm. right um we, we took pull-ups out of it yeah sure. um we took a lot of the barbell stuff out of it just to make it it, it was kind and of guess a, what? It's still CrossFit. Yeah, we, so you, we, know. you pull in some of that obstacle course mm-hmm. racing stuff in into the gym, build it like a CrossFit workout, and people yeah. still enjoy it. And yeah. and, that's, and guess what? That's your niche. You yeah. know, like and and not that someone won't copy that eventually, but you know, it's like you have a very unique space, and it's it's really hard to duplicate that yeah. unless, unless you're renting out a facility mm-hmm. to do so. You mm-hmm. know, so and people who CrossFit every day. Are the ones that succeed the most, but we we have every year we have a, a couple of teams that they've never set foot into a CrossFit gym. Mm-hmm. They do it, and they oh, they're awesome. always top ten, top five. That's yeah. great. And just because if you're fit, you're fit. Yeah. You know? yeah. Regardless of how you how you get there. Exactly. That's pretty cool, man. 
Well, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to, you know, like I said, watch watch the, the process and watch your gym grow. And I see you guys pop up all the time on, on my my Facebook feed and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So uh, and it's, you know, just been fun knowing you in general. So uh, we've, in the past, again, we've always asked that, that one question. We changed it. We finally changed it. But uh, it's a very <laughs> simple question, question and it's uh, what is your definition of success? Hmm. I think to 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 be successful, you kind of have to know you have to d- know and define your goals. Mm. And we talk about that all the time. Like if um, if I have goals, not only not just me telling myself, but I I need to express that because there's power in telling people and being held accountable. But if I'm if I'm setting these goals and I don't, I may not be there. But if I'm taking the steps to reach my goals, I, I would consider that a pretty successful life led where mm-hmm. uh, I'm, and, uh, you're happy, you're healthy, you've got good people around you, and you're taking the steps to, to do the things that, to make you happier and healthier. I think you're a pretty successful individual. Absolutely. Awesome. I love it, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. And I appreciate you being on today. And uh, where can, uh, what's your guys' uh, webpage? cfotr.co .co yeah alright you guys on Instagram we are CrossFit OTR CrossFit OTR CrossFit OTR fantastic uh, well uh, thank you all for listening to, Tri- to Triumph every day make sure you subscribe on YouTube iTunes and everywhere your favorite podcasts are found you can find us at triumphstrength.net on Instagram at triumphstrength and Facebook at facebook.com slash triumphstrength uh, thanks again check us out next yeah. week thanks for having me guys yeah, man. Man. appreciate uh, it check Justin out thanks guys yeah.